When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, this one is just for you, Cappy, because guess what? Breezy, a.k.a. Breeze Airways, just launched the longest flight in its network today Uh-oh. from Rhode Island Green International Airport to LAX. That's right. We're going to have a nonstop flight all the way from wow. Rhode Island to L.A., the carrier is deploying its Airbus 220s to 300s on the route and two feature all new Vi- Visasat Wi Fi. I've never even heard of that company. Yeah, Visasat is who provides all the, the Wi Fi on, uh, on a bunch of these planes. Visasat or Viasat? Viasat, maybe. Or Viasat, whatever. whatever. It is, Cappy. Yeah, them. They, no. uh, they're on a bunch of Delta flights now and a bunch of American Airlines. They're, on, they're like the competitor to GoGo now. Well, as a promotional offer, Breeze fares for the new inaugural flights start $79, but you have to buy your tickets before May 26th. So, Cappy, if yeah. you want to go to that other side of the country for cheap and then maybe try and get one of your private planes, you know, somewhere close You ever by. been to Rhode Island, Cappy? I don't think I've ever been to Rhode Island. Maine, Vermont, uh, but not really Rhode Island. Would you take a $79 Breezy flight there just for fun? I don't know. How long would it take me to get from Rhode Island to oh, New York? Probably a while. Wait, doesn't Justin go to, uh, what, what is it, near Wheeling, right? Yeah, Wheeling, West Virginia. I feel like that can't be too far from there, right? That's probably four or 500 miles. I lump all those very small states together, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't think West Virginia and uh, Rhode Island yeah. are next door neighbors. I'm thinking of regular Virginia, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, that's what you need to know. Breezy. It's got well, a lot of new flights. But let me tell you something about what happens. You guys ever get emails and, like, for example... This morning, I got an email from Alaska Airlines. I happen to really, really like Alaska Airlines. They tell me, hey, we got these crazy new fares um, to Hawaii and to Mexico starting at like $100, right? So I'm like, oh, wow, $100, that's great. So then I go in, I put in my dates, I put in where I want to go. It's $400. Yes. What happened? All the time. Well, just like this little disclaimer says on this ad, for this promotion, flights must be purchased by May 26th Mm -hmm. and travel dates must include... Must be between May 31st and November 14th. This also excludes travel from June 28th to July 10th and September. Yeah. Yeah. There's, basically, it needs to be a full moon on the third Sunday of the year on the 13th, Friday the 13th. All kinds of stuff needs to happen for you to actually get yep. the fare. And don't wear green underwear on that day. Yep. Seriously. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't have any green <laughs> underwear. Oh, God. Like some, though. All right. That is uh, too much information. Well, you know, I mean, white ones are not good for me. Yes, we know that. So I usually wear black. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Did you ever get George's purple ones for his purple suit? I did not. You did not. I did not get yeah. George's purple panties. Underpants. Underpants. They're not panties when they're for <laughs> yeah, men. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah. Men <laughs> don't wear weird. panties, Cap. <laughs> I mean, Cap might. I don't know. I mean, they yeah. can, but I feel like just generally speaking, that's a term for females. I understand. I do. All right, Georgie, what are we going to do about this Laker team? What are we going to do? What are we going to do about game two? Everything's going to be fine. Well, I don't know about that. But I, I do think that 
they need to win game two. Game two, if you're the Lakers, to me is the series in a lot of ways. Now, obviously, it's not the series because they have, you know, they can still lose one more game after that. But if you're going to win, if you're going to lose game two, that means you're going to have to beat them four out of five, which I don't see happening. So game two is as close to a must win as must wins get, in my opinion. Yeah, look, I think if the Lakers come back 1-1, I think everybody's going to feel really good about what they did. Yes, they they would have liked to have won game one. They won game one in both previous series. They actually got the game to three points last night with two minutes and 18 seconds to go. And there might even be a part of the Lakers that look at last night and think, we actually let one slip away. We, we actually might have actually, we could have won that game. You know, LeBron takes some really, and look, it's kind of like with the Warriors. You let Clay shoot. You let Steph shoot. We, the, anybody supporting or watching or following or criticizing or whatever, you got to live with LeBron making them or missing them. Th- that's the go-to guy. And in crunch time, if he misses him, well, I know we can all sit there and cl- can complain about it on Twitter. What are you taking these shots for, bro? But we got to ride and live and die with LeBron. Um, I think two things can be true at once. I don't know if you've heard that before. but okay, tell me more. Um, I think LeBron was incredible in that game, particularly in the second half. I also think that he pulled a YOLO there. And that's not that was not the shot that I would have taken. But I think to your point, I do understand he's probably gassed at that point. So it's like, let me just try to end this here. Well, look. had he made it, everyone would be like, oh my God, that was amazing. Right, but, but the reality is this. More times than not, I will trust LeBron James in those That's situations. I did. I don't think that that was one of those situations where I was like, when it happened in real time, I was like, hmm. Well, because he had been passing the ball, in particular to Austin Reeves, who had knocked down a couple of big threes. You know, you, you know the, the LeBron, you feel like has a, a, he has a, an understanding of who's doing what, when in a game. And if he knows that he's not really hitting shots, but somebody else is, give them the ball. He didn't do that. He decided, I'm going to take these two shots. And I say two, I mean, one of them was at 45 seconds, and one of them was like 26 seconds. And so you got to live and die with LeBron. I mean, that's, that's just the deal. Just no different than, you know, you got to live and die with, with Jokic or Jamal Murray. You know, you got to live and die with Klay Thompson or Steph. By the way, you want to hear what Stephen A. had to say about this Game 2 situation? Him and J.J. Redick were not. Oh, yeah, they had a little battle yeah. about it. Let me hear. When we talk about must-win games in the playoffs, it's a seven-game series. This is not an 82-game season where you're conserving energy. You can't lose a game. You can't. It's not a must-win. It's a, You can't lose a game. Every game means so well, much. And so I'm confident that the Lakers can make this a series – They've got to win game two. Hold on. They've got to win on. game two. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Stop it. I saw the Lakers. The data lose. would suggest it's, it's, you shouldn't go I don't down care what the data suggests. By, by, <laughs> by the way, by the way, I saw the Lakers in the 80s. I saw the Lakers lose by 40 in an NBA Finals game and come back and win the damn series. Don't tell me they can't lose. History has shown you can lose and still come back from an 0-2 deficit in the postseason. Doesn't happen often, but it's happened enough times, particularly when those first two losses were on the road. And usually if you're losing games on the road, but you come back and you protect your home turf, you got a decent shot of winning the series. If anybody can afford to lose game two, 
it's LeBron and the Lakers. But I wouldn't advise it. But could they overcome it? Yes, they could. Well, Stop Denver's acting like awesome. it's impossible. I'm not saying it's impossible, Stephen A. You said you can't. Of course, you said of you course can't. it's happened before. You said it I, can't. I'm glad you, you advised the Lakers to not lose game two. I'm that's not advising just, them. That's, that's, You're that's the one great. that said you can't lose. You can't lose. As if it's over if they do. I no, guess I look not. at sport a little bit differently than you, I guess. I guess I we know. do. Here's well, what I would a- hmm. add to that, because I'm curious to see where you land on that. Let me hear. No, I, we just played it. What do you, oh, where do you, oh, no, where no. do you land on that conversation? Here, here's where I land. I'm with Stephen A. Look. Why? Uh, here's why. Because if the Lakers lose game two, is the series automatically over? No, but I, but uh, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So, go so ahead. now they come home and hypothetically they win the next two games. Now it's two, two, and now it's a best two out of three. Yeah. And, and then Denver goes home and wins. And the Lakers come home and win, and Denver has dominated and has has won all their games at home. Well, it's a one-game series. And and you take your chances with LeBron and AD in a one-game series, regardless of where the game is played. So all I'm saying is this, George. Believe it or not, normally I'm like the big panic of the two of us. Um, Usually I'm the one that gets super hyper-emotional about these kinds of things. I expect the Lakers to win game two, but if they don't, They'll come back and have to win game three and four. And if they don't, then they're toast. If they lose game two. <laughs> Thanks. And- so if they lose games three and four after losing games two, one and two, they're toast? No, if they lose either three <laughs> or four. So in other words, if, right. they per- if the series goes beyond four games, yeah. but, it, but they're down 3-1, they're toast. Yeah. Okay, so well, let me say something to you. Four games if they were down I, 3-1. I, 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 here's what's happening here, okay? Tell me. Tell me what's happening. So there's some recency bias, and there's also betting on the outlier here, which I think is not necessarily ideal in any anything in life, okay? Um, have teams come back down 0-2? 100% it's happened, okay? As a matter of fact, it happened as recent as the first round of the playoffs when the Warriors came back down 0-2, correct? Absolutely. Against the Kings. Now, I like to look at the larger picture. When in doubt, zoom out. Okay, that's a phrase I like to use. Okay, and it's basically about anything in life in general. Okay, it could be about um, when in doubt, zoom out. I like that. Wh- that's I'm gonna, a good when, it makes for a nice T-shirt. Yeah. When in doubt, uh, yeah, you can't use that one. Copyrighted zoom already. Yeah. I, yeah. I already, I already submitted it to uh, Legal Zoom. Okay. But all right. When in doubt, zoom out because it means like you're so stuck in like what's happening in the immediacy of things. Look at the bigger picture, all right? Zoom out a little bit and look at where everything is and then really think about it. Now, this applies to sports, too. So, in NBA history, Cappy, okay, do you know how many times a team has been down 0-2? In a seven-game series? Correct. I think it's been, uh, I think I just, uh, yeah, 32 times. That's right, 32. 447 times. That's what I meant to say, 447 is what I was thinking. Do you know how many of those 447 have actually come back to win the series? Is that 32? Close, 33. Oh, not bad. Do you know, do you know what percentage that is? 7.4% of teams have I come back I could have done that O2. very quickly. I could have done that real easily. I could have gotten that 7.4%. Yeah. I didn't know, but if you gave me a second, I would have been able to figure it out. Because, you know, 10% is like 440. So, my point is, would you bet on the outlier? Like, I don't bet on... I can't bet on the outlier. So, J.J. Redick is right. Going down 0-2, 
it's not impossible because clearly teams have done it, but 93% almost of teams that go down 0-2 lose the series. That's like inarguable. The math is inarguable I'm not, that you don't I, want to be down 0-2. Of course, I don't want to be down 0-2, and I don't expect to be down 0-2. I'm just saying that being down 0-2, when you have the experience of this of, of LeBron and AD in particular, I'm not counting the Lakers out if they're down 0-2. If they find themselves down 3-1 and going back to Denver... I think they're in obviously huge trouble, okay? But I believe that they will come back and they will play maybe not as well and maybe not score as many points as they did. Because remember, George, in the second half last night, the Lakers scored 72 points. So while we've talked about how ridiculous it is that the number one defensive team in the postseason would be giving up 72 in the first half, they scored 72 in the second half. I'll tell you this, right. I get it, but that also doesn't mean that you know Denver's defense isn't going to shore up a little too. You know what I mean? No, like, it does. It doesn't mean that, but it also it doesn't mean that the Lakers will play as poorly as they did. In no, the first I half. agree. I actually think Game Two will be more of a representative sample of what we could potentially see moving forward. Doesn't mean it's guaranteed to be the case, but I think that game will be a closer game throughout potentially. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to the Lakers. By the way, going out, LeBron of those 33 times that teams yeah. have come back, LeBron's yeah. done it three times. Wow, how about that? You know what percentage that is of 33? Yeah. Do you? <laughs> what percentage three of 33 is? Right, do you know that? It's 9%. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. I don't know math, otherwise I'd, I'd have to like get it calculated. It's 9%. Right. Three of 33 is 9%. So 3.3 3. 3. of 33 would be 10%. But clearly, you can't have a third of a win coming back from 0-2. Well, if you did that math that fast and you did that correctly, that's pretty impressive. I'm, I'm impressed by that, George. I agree. I couldn't. <laughs> it yeah. is I'm impressed 9% by that. people. 9%. I would need a calculator. That is very impressive, George. <laughs> I actually did it on a calculator, even though he is right. 3.3 out of 33 would be 10. But. You know, I thought yes, it was going to be 1%. You. I thought it was going to be 1% myself. Yes. I wasn't calculating. So uh, if you're going to have any faith, I guess, LeBron, but, you know, the last time he did it was – with the Cavs in 2018 against the Celtics, who was a very young Celtics team. So. And, you know, that was five years ago. And mm-hmm. he was 33 years old at the time, LeBron. 33, correct. Also, you know how, more numerology. Right. Yes. You, know how, you, know how, you know what five is of 38? You know what percentage that is? That's the number of percentage of years that he's in, increased since that time. Did that make any sense to anybody? He's 13% older. Yes. Right. That's what I was trying to say. 13% older. <laughs> Are we serious right now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and by the way, Perk agrees with you. Yeah, that was me, kind of my point on my tease. Perk let agrees me get with to, you. Let's hear Perk. I, 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 let us hear what Perk had to say. Well, he Perk tweeted gets it, it. So we're not going to hear anything. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, then let's, didn't, let's didn't, didn't get you read to what the Perk said. Well, let's get to what Perk said then. All right, Lindsay, why don't you read it? It's very simple. We got to okay. go to break, Happy. How about we do it on the other side? On the other side. So wacky. But coming up next, also, we'll get to Perk's tweet, which seems silly now because people can just go read it. Uh, but uh, Devontae Adams, if you're a Raiders fan, uh-oh, trouble in the waters. Uh-oh. We'll get to some of that. Stick around. We're back in two minutes.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Oh, I love Lisa Loeb. She was on the show with us on the old morning show, the original morning show with me and Key and LZ. And I don't even remember why we had her on or how we got her on. Um, but she, she was on for some reason. Oh, she was doing some sort of like sports something commercial that related to sports. Um, and this song played as so we had her on and we found her on Twitter. So she came on the show and then she invited us to her show in her, in, was it Redondo or Hermosa? It might've been Hermosa. Um, but she was great. And she said that LZ sounded like a Muppet, which was hilarious. Sorry, Mama Granderson. <laughs> LZ sounded like a Muppet? <laughs> yeah, she did. That's, That's funny. funny. That was very yeah. funny. But she was very... I still fo- We still follow each other on Twitter. I've, I, you know, I don't know. I haven't talked to her ever since then, but... Um... But Lisa Loeb, that's an old school 710 reference. Should have hired her to uh, play at Aria's birthday party at the house yesterday. She probably misses no. you. She, oh, look, I see what you did there. See what you did there. Very cute. Uh, by the way, Very just a, a little update on what's going on in the Eastern Conference Final. All knotted up at 47, I believe, at the moment between Miami and Boston with 520 to go in the first half. Well, and uh, I know everyone here is always... Uh, understandably so, concerned about uh, Boston's prosperity. I say that jokingly, obviously. Well, it was 47-44, and then Kevin Love hit a three-pointer for the Heat. I only know that because I'm 15 seconds behind you, George. So it was 47-44 at the time you told me it was 47-47. Yeah. So who, who now Boston think, is taking a two-point lead. Who do you think is a better matchup? Like, who do you think the Lakers would have a better chance against? They'd probably have a better chance against the Heat because they're so like dilapidated in regards to just from an injury perspective. Um, but, you know, I I don't think either of them are going to be easy, you know, because they're just tough teams. Like these at this stage, you're tough, man. Like there is no easy route at this stage. Well, it doesn't I mean, matter who you're playing. You've gotten down to the four teams that have made it this far. Are they the best four teams? Well, I mean, during the regular season, there was a time when Boston had the best record in the NBA, and they were atop the Eastern Conference. And I remember when the Lakers went to Boston earlier this year, and were like, well, hey, listen, that would be a great win for them. They're playing against the number one team. So Boston's been kind of one of the best teams all year. But Miami, an eight seed, and the Lakers, a seven seed, um, taking on top caliber seeds here. Uh yeah, I mean, I'm not sure these were the best teams, but they're the teams that have made it this far based on the circumstances that they've encountered. But, I mean, everybody's Thank tough. Thank you, Captain Obvious. 
No, what I'm saying is, is like, like the, the, the Heat, for example, as George is talking about how dilapidated they are. Well, yeah, they've had a lot of injuries to deal with, but they're just all heart, all guts. What I saw last night from the Lakers in the second half was like a lot of effort that the first half they didn't have. You know, a lot of gut, a lot, a lot of, a lot of effort in the second half. So, anyway, LeBron always says the hardest thing in the world to do is uh, win an NBA championship. And Boston has taken, uh, they've gone on an 8-0 run here, so they're up 55-47 with four minutes to go in the second quarter. And so all the said, green people are waving their towels. You said uh, Perk agrees with me. And he I'm did. curious, he, tell he, me. He, he tell tweeted me more. out, mm-hmm. he tweeted out, hold on, Lindsay said, has it on the run. The, the Lindsay, Lakers should feel extremely confident going into game two on Thursday. That's exactly how I feel. Lakers did he not write be... carry on? Carry on. And he didn't say oh. carry the hell on? Uh, I don't think he said either, but I'll look. Okay. I feel the exact same way. The Lakers should have zero fear, should have total confidence. Hey, guys, we came out in the first half, and everybody knows we were sucking wind. And they were playing great, and Jokic had this 8 to 10 minutes that was, like, legendary. I mean, I heard some of these commentators after the game, like, that's the best 10 minutes of basketball I've ever seen in my life. Wait, timeout. No, Darren Ravel said that, didn't he? (laughs) Yes, that's why I put on the rundown. Sedano's most annoying person on the internet, Darren Rovell, had that tweet. He said it was the greatest game he'd ever seen. Like, come on, you're talking about I didn't I didn't see Darren Ravel. I'm just saying, like, other people are like, dude, that there was a span where he had all these rebounds and all these points and great assists, and he was amazing. And and he was, not taking anything away from him. But the Lakers got they just got avalanched in that first half, and then they caught their breath, and they came out and they played great ball in the second half, and they got it to three points. If I'm the Lakers, I am extremely confident going into this next game. Robel's tweet was, people will dismiss it because it's not an NBA Finals game, so the stakes weren't as high, but what you just watched was one of the greatest games ever played. I mean, stop. That's at the end of the game? Yeah. I was, I was there. Okay, and and I didn't feel like it was. I thought it was a good game. He's Don't be get a me big wrong. It was Joker fan, right? It, it was well, fun. I mean, was he talking it, about one guy in particular? That's why I said he's got to be a big Joker fan for him to make such a grandiose statement like that. It, it was a fun game, but I've been look. I've been very fortunate. I've been at some of the greatest games ever. Okay, like I was there when Ray Allen hit a crazy shot. Okay, that no one. What a fortunate his, moment we find ourselves in. Out of his tukus, uh when you know, well, actually, it wasn't out of his tukus. The guy prepared like a maniac. Um, but I, you know, I was not there when Derek Fisher hit the shot, right? But I mean, I watched it. That to me, that you know, ranks higher than this. I, it just come on, like it's a bit hyperbolic, is what I would say. But you know, you know, well, I'm not saying I'm not saying it was. It. Yeah, I'm not saying it was one of the greatest games in the not world. You? No, I know, I know. But what I'm saying is, is that there were there were people chattering about. Jokic. Oh, were the Chatlins talking about it? Uh, Chatlins, not really. Chatlins are more worried about their baseball team that's terrible, that spent all this money. They can't. They they, <laughs> they can't figure it out. They have no interest in the Lakers. Um, no, I'm not Shocker. saying no interest. I'm not saying no interest. Um, but but not as much. Not as as passionate. You know. I mean, they could watch a team that has championship banners and you know get a little sad when they don't win, or you know keep crying about teams that ain't going nowhere. Well, I mean, listen. For me, I I, I want them to uh, I want them to, to to struggle and scuffle and suffer and like okay, you went out and you did you did what everybody always wants to do, which is try and buy a championship, and you find out that it's just not really about that. 
It's a lot more than than just putting out you know really good players and paying them a lot of money. There's yeah. a lot more to uh, it. Speaking of picking up good players and paying them a lot of money, Devontae Adams uh, apparently not all that thrilled with uh, the Raiders at the moment. You see this story? I have seen this story, and i got to be honest with you. I'm not really all that surprised. I'm not really all that surprised. I mean, Now, De- which part are you not surprised about? Well, if you're Devontae Adams, you left Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, one of the great organizations in the NFL, and you went to the Raiders. And you went there because your best friend was a quarterback. And about 11 or 12 games into the season, the writing was on the wall. My best friend ain't going to be the quarterback much longer. And then you're like, well, what are they doing at quarterback? And then you're like, well, what about our coach? So if I'm Devontae Adams, I'm not sure I really want to play for the Raiders. I did when Derek Carr was a quarterback. But I'm not sure I really do. So maybe I should try and talk my way out of here. What do you think? Well, if you read the story, which I did after the fact, because I wanted to find the genesis of this conversation, it was a story that was done, a profile was done with him on The Ringer, which is Bill Simmons' site. Mm-hmm. And in that story, he also talks about how he kind of felt like he needed to prove to himself he could do it without Aaron, too, right? Like that was a part of the story. Mm-hmm. And then that one blurb is what really went viral, which mm-hmm. is the thing about not seeing eye to eye with the organization at the moment. Mm-hmm. Well, again, if I'm Devontae Adams, you know, uh, being a Raider sounded fun when it was me and Derek Carr together. It doesn't sound so fun now. Yeah, I hear you. When it's you and Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. And when it's and he me... doesn't seem to see eye to eye with the coach, who also didn't like his guy very much either, it seems right. like, right? Well, that's just it. He's like, this was my guy. This is why I came here. And now, coach, you've pushed him out the door. So I, I kind of feel like Devontae Adams doesn't really want to be a Raider. And by saying the things that he's saying... Um, might try and talk his way out of Vegas. What do you think? You think he's you think he's trying to get out of it? Maybe. I don't know yet. I'd have to see more. Like you know what I mean? Like, um, because apparently he posted on Instagram today that a picture of him and the GM. Oh really? Yeah. They're BFFs. So maybe him and the GM are good. Maybe he's just like, yo, this coach, bro. Can we do something about him? Mm-hmm. Yo, this quarterback, bro. Can we do something about it? Listen, I'm I like Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo's a winner. If Jimmy Garoppolo can stay healthy, but he's not right. a great passer. Right. So and they didn't Devontae draft Adams, a quarterback, did they? They wind up drafting a quarterback. Yeah, the they did. Second they did. round? Yeah. The draft. Which kid did they draft? Uh, kid, would they get the look. kid out of Tennessee, George? Boy, I don't know. Oh, Hendon no, Hooker? Did they get him? Uh, let me look. All right. Well, let's, the point of information here, Lindsay's going to find this in a matter of seconds. No, Hendon Hooker went to the, cor- uh, the Lions. Your okay. Lions. My Detroit Lions. They got... Um... Who'd they get, Lens? Let's see. Who was their draft class? I looked class? at the wrong thing. Oh, my right, gosh. Here we hang go. on. Here we here, go. I'm looking it at it right here. I got it right here. You so got the it? Raiders, yeah, I do. I have they it. They got the, the the kid from Texas Tech in the first round, the no, tight end that everyone loves. Quarterback got, out uh, of Purdue. Fourth rounder. Oh. I guess not. The answer is no. Oh, yeah. Aiden O'Connell. I'm not, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not familiar with his work. So. You, you, of all people, I'm not. are not familiar with Aiden O'Connell, the quarterback from Purdue's work? Nope. You you saw Brock Purdy when he was at Iowa State, and right. you haven't seen Aiden O'Connell when he was at Purdue? Yeah. Um, I would also say that, you know, Brock Purdy and the kid from the Jets, Priest uh, Hall, were putting up insane numbers when they were together. So, yes, I did watch them. I had no interest in watching Purdue football this year. Aiden O'Connell last year for Purdue set a Big 12 record. Check that Big 10 record. 
I'm going to make up all these stats right now. I'm just about to make up a ton of stats and tell you how great this kid is. If he's the number three quarterback, who's the backup? Uh, who is the backup for the Raiders? I'll tell you that in a second. I will find that for you. In we one really moment. need to read up on the Raiders because apparently Brian what are you Hoyer. About? It's May right now. We don't yeah, have to read up on the Raiders. Right. I mean, you'll have to excuse me for not having studied the Raiders' depth chart over the last couple of weeks. Well, now I know they signed. Guess who? Brian Hoyer, Cleveland's own Cleveland Alert. I know it's oh, like yeah. everybody says to me, "Hey, have you seen this show? Have you have you seen Ted Lasso? Are you caught up on Ted Lasso?" No, I'm caught up on the Lakers. Yeah. I'm not caught up on Ted Lasso. And now you're caught yeah. up on the Raiders' backup quarterback. Man. How about that? Yeah, and they also have the kid uh, who went to Cal on What's their his roster. Name? What's that? Garbers. Not Aaron Rodgers. No, Garbers. Not. Hmm. Not not Jared Goff. Not Jared Goff. No. Okay. You just you said the guy from Cal. Yeah, the kid Garbers who played for them. Mm, missed him too. Yeah. I must have been watching a bunch of Purdue football that day. You must have been. That's probably what happened. Yeah. Uh, all right. Coming up next. Tell me. Big deal or no deal? Mm-hmm. That's coming up. Stick around. You can't miss it. It's not award-winning like Radio Tinder, but it's close. Next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, you take it away. Thanks, Adal. A uh, quick break in the action here in the Heat-Celtics game, and I didn't catch the score before they went to break. 66-57 halftime, Boston leading. I know you'd know that. How's uh, Jimmy playoffs doing? Playoff uh, Jimmy. He's doing fine, I think. I don't know. I didn't see how many points he has, but I can check for you if you'd like. I just uh, figured you'd know because I know that you're watching. He's got 15. Quite a bit of intent. Kevin Love, 15 for him, 9 for Bam. Uh, Kevin Love, only uh, one of one. Three, one uh, three, three points. Hey, at least he's efficient, right? Yep, 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 yep. I need right. Miami Lowry's to win. playing well, 13 points. Need, uh, Miami. How- need Miami here, George. Need Miami to win. Yeah, because you want to go to Miami. That's I want to go to but- Miami. I want to take the show on the road. Yeah. Oh, we're going. Yeah. Jay- Robert Williams has been incredible in this game. Like, he is five of five. He has just been getting everything at the rim. Um, and Tatum has been great. Their guys have been great. So, we'll see. Well, speaking of great, Pat McAfee is going to be our new co-worker at the Four Letter Network. He's leaving FanDuel for ESPN. In doing so, he's leaving behind a four-year, $120 million contract, according to the report. The former NFL punter-turned-media personality was in the second year of his deal with FanDuel for the Pat McAfee show. The precise value of the deal with ESPN isn't known, but Andrew Marchand of the New York Post reports that it exceeds eight figures annually. That's a lot of money. And McAfee is taking his crew, which includes former NFL linebacker A.J. Hawk, to ESPN with them. So I feel like this is kind of a big deal. But I want to know, where do you guys like come out on popular sports talker Pat McAfee? I don't, I'm not that familiar with his work, so I'm not trying to dodge the question. I, I don't really listen. I, I mean, I've seen the snippets online, but I've never really actually listened to the show uh, or watched it on YouTube. So I, I don't I don't know. Um, but Cool for him, and he's very popular, so I guess good for us. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. You know, I think when we work, you know, at 710, we find ourselves 
listening to a lot of 710 content. You know, I don't really get to hear much of Pat, but I can only tell you guys this. Like, my son's 23 years old, and he loves him. And and I don't I don't know Pat on the air. I know Pat off the air. You know, anytime you take a kid from Pittsburgh, and he's a punter from West Virginia, and he's an all-pro punter in the league, and he's willing to give up his pro career because he thinks he can do more in media, that, that's gutsy. And, uh, and I don't know what he does that's so unique and so different that has all these young kids that love his show. But, hey, man. He is built I think by himself. You, I think we empire. should have you wear. I think maybe you should wear a tank top every day. Not only should I wear a tank top, I have to start bringing back my Pittsburghese. I need to start talking like this and say, "Hey, Yins are going to go down over there and get an iron no, light." Don't you know do that. Saying? I don't. I don't like Pittsburgh. You don't like Yins. Don't like the Pittsburgh. No, it. us Clevelanders don't like Pittsburgh. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, McAfee is such a Yinzer. I love it. But I will give him his credit, man. Seriously, like, you know, if you're Dan Patrick and you leave ESPN and you find yourself with a big radio show with lots of affiliates and, you know, a deal with a TV network and so on, but you've been a, a TV personality for 30 years. People know you. I mean, McAfee has done this in in a way that no one else really has. He's kind I give of like him a ton the, of credit. Yeah, he's kind of like the Joe Rogan almost of, like, sports talkers, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a good comparison. He's, I give him a lot of credit. Yeah, he's great Um, on WWE, which is... How I became more familiar with him just from like him being like a crazy fan and then that part of like Yeah, that I like him like, on game day. I've seen him there. That's honestly the most extensive part I've seen him on, like other than the clips online. But to Cap's point, like he's super popular, so cool. And awesome. they're gonna put him on him, the and show. And they're gonna put him on like from what I read, ESPN. Uh, after first take, they'll yeah, put on a part of his show for after first take. I want to say ESPN. I, I don't know if it was Plus. Or I, it's it's going to be on ESPN no, on, TV on, and ESPN on, Plus yeah. and ESPN YouTube all at the same time. Right. Yeah. And, EU. Yeah. And I would bet. I mean, I'm sorry. E1. That's what I meant. So. I, I would bet that McAfee probably negotiated it in a way, and, and ESPN probably said to him, hey, look, dude, for this period of time where you're on ESPN television, you got to kind of just clean it up a little bit. We're Disney. There's nothing we can do about that. Now, Which when that you go would be out interesting. On, now, you go out onto our YouTube channel, and yes, that's our YouTube channel, but bro, do your thing. No, it's going to be all streaming at the same time. He said simultaneously. So right, but but I wonder if like the, 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 the entire show. three hours will right. not be on will not be on ESPN television. Right. So they, let's say they take an hour on ESPN and then they put two hours out there on YouTube. You know, you probably got to clean it up a little bit for radio and for TV, I mean, and I then go do your thing on on YouTube. Definitely for E one, you got to clean it up. I don't know. Maybe right, he'll make next? everybody loosen up. Maybe we can loosen up. We're going to have him on the show. We'll have him on as a guest, Cappy. We'll see a lot more Aaron Rodgers, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so earlier we were talking about AI being potentially like super scary and possibly taking over the world someday. Well, how AI will be utilized down the road is something that is on a lot of people's minds, including America's dad, Tom Hanks. He recently said in a podcast interview, quote, What is a bona fide possibility right now? If I wanted to, I could get together and pitch a series of seven movies that would all star me in them, which I would be 32 years old from now until kingdom come. Anybody can recreate themselves at any age they are by way of AI or deepfake. I could be hit by a bus tomorrow and that's it. But my performances can go on and on and on. Um, He has a point and kind of creepy. So is what Tom Hanks said here a big deal or no deal, Cappy? Mm, doesn't really do much for me. doesn't move my needle, if you know what I'm saying to you. Um, the idea of AI having Tom Hanks be 25 or 30 years younger than he is and you know just keep making movies with old, well, young Tom Hanks. Uh, nah, Not just come him, on, everybody, man. though. No, nah, I don't like it. This, this I mean, we've, what are you talking about? We already saw this at Coachella many, 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 many years ago yeah, with Tupac. Tupac. 
Yeah, that was a that was like a hologram, right? Yes. Well, what do you think that is, though? I don't know. Is it a hologram? I, I'm not it's, really sure. Yeah, but it was him performing. Mm. I mean, we we were talking about Apple earlier and how like they're literally going to give you a bunch of prompts or a script to read, and then they're going to use all those words and soundings and sound effects of your voice, and then make that into like basically Siri on your phone. So it's going to be talking back to you in your own voice. It's kind of crazy, and it, it also. You know, we talked about, like, people when they die and, like, you know, seeing videos and AIs of them in in the future. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of cool. Like, kids can talk to their grandparents after they're dead through AI. I don't know. I feel like that could be cool. No? Yeah, kind of like, what well, you're too old, for, you're too young for this, rather. Um, but it's kind of like, uh, you know, you remember the old Superman movies, Cappy, with Christopher yeah. Reeve? Yeah, the really old ones, yeah. Yeah, when he'd go to like the, you know, wherever the North Pole or wherever the hell his uh, right. place was, right? Mm-hmm. Where, And then, you know, he'd, he'd put in those little crystals and then like his dad right. would pop up or something. Yeah. You know, right. kind of like yes. that. Yeah. Although I will tell you guys, this may sound a little weird. Tell me if this sounds weird to you guys. You know, my cousin who died as a young guy, 40 years old, he had a YouTube channel and it's still there. And on some kind of weird occasion, I might actually go in there and go, you know what? I'm going to go watch him on YouTube a little bit. So I don't need to, like, AI him or hologram him. You don't need there. to, but you could. You know, really quick, funny story here. My dad, we got him for his birthday this thing called StoryWorth, where it gives him a bunch of prompts, he answers the questions, and then it puts it all into a book after, like, six months or something. I told him he should start reading them and, like, videotape himself, like, answering these prompts. Like, what's the first vacation you ever remember going on when you were younger? And it would be my dad would, like, video himself telling this story and i feel like that would be something really cool for like let's say someday i had a a child and like you know he's not here anymore unfortunately then my dad could like read the stories to my grand to his grandkids so i didn't i haven't done that but my wife and i created uh an email for aria i don't think we did this with mateo though we created it for aria (laughs) he gets the short end of the stick as the second one um and he also may not care to do this uh aria seems already more set more into this kind of stuff anyway because she loves to read but we created an email account for her and we would send her emails as she was growing up oh that's adorable hey, this is what this is what happened today to you this was cool for x y and z reasons this is what's happening blah 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 etc cetera, etc cetera. that's that's so that is kind for of the cool. first several years of her life there's that where she's not going to remember you know what i mean it's like a digital scrapbook she can go into her gmail when she's 30 years old and go back 35 million pages and she'll be able to find the first emails that she ever received on those accounts when she wasn't even reading Right. That is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I still listen to uh, voicemails from my grandma, and she's been gone for like five years. So, I don't know. I feel like. Do you guys. Do you cool. erase people out of your phone when they pass away? No. I don't. No, never. I don't. I don't either. Never. never. No. In fact, I keep voicemails from people who are like, oh, like That's that person said, died. Yeah, That's what Lindsay yeah, yeah. just said. Literally. No, no, yeah. I know, but I'm not talking about family <laughs> members. I'm talking about other oh. people. You know what I mean? Um, oh. But let me ask you guys this quick, quick question Do you guys delete texts from your phone? No. Uh, no, only the spam ones. Like, like if like yeah, if a correct. store texts me something. Yep. Can I tell you guys? I don't ever delete any text. I don't either. And it's a damn good thing I don't, because I'm seriously in the middle of something in my like real life, and I needed texts from 2017. All I had to do was put in the phrases yep. in my phone and mm-hmm. do yep. there are the texts from 2017. If I deleted those texts, I wouldn't have them. They're on my phone today. Texts from six years ago. Yep, Always store the backup in the iCloud. It's called receipts, Cappy, and I get it. So I, I was like notorious for dumping like all exes texts. Like I was like, whatever. But I had an ex a few years ago. He was psycho, like psycho to the point that I needed that for like 
low-key restraining order. So yeah, same Damn. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm helping my friend um in through his divorce based on like text messages yeah. sent to me like seven or eight years ago. Yeah, he's like, "Whoa, Re- you saved those?" And I was like, "Yeah, I just don't delete them." Receipts, people. Receipts. Yeah, this is. I'll make an admission. This is a little bit weird. I have this uh, voicemail from Marty Schottenheimer on my phone. He called me about something, and you know, and and he died. What and a I was strange like, pull. I know it was a weird pull, isn't it? Like, yeah. and I've got a few others that are kind of like weird, like that. That are in my phone. Like, no, oh, I delete voicemails, died. though. I do delete voicemails. I have a few, like... Not no, texts. Yeah, though. that's not weird, though, Cappy, because I feel like I have a few voicemails like that that were, like, prominent or important to me. Mm-hmm. Also, my dad, when he was um, an engineer for the, the Browns and the Cavs, he would sometimes have people record... Uh, voicemail or answering machine messages that we would play. So when people would call our house, they would be like, like he had um, Hulk Hogan do one. He's like, hey, this is Hulk Hogan, brother. Hey, brother. Stephen Kane aren't home right now, so leave a message. And he still has all of those, and they're hilarious to go back and listen to. That is funny. So, yeah. All right, there you go. Oh, I do have some voice old voicemails. You want to hear one? Yeah, let me hear what you got. This was you weren't here yet. Dan Zampillo, our old one of our old program directors. Hold on, let's hear what this one says. Let's see if it. George, it's uh, Zampillo. Give me a ring when you get this. Thanks, Mike. Oh, was just that. That's it. Huh? There you go. Yeah. Hmm. I know that I one was from April second, twenty nineteen. All right. What's the oldest voicemail you have on your phone? <laughs> uh, I can go back twenty eighteen. You, this is I'm, this is going to sound let's really see. bad when I tell you what I have on my phone. This is going to sound really bad. You ready for this? Yeah. February 7th, 2012, Bill Walton. That's a cool wow. one, though. That is a cool That is a cool one. one. By the way, it's a minute and two seconds. I have one for my grandma from 20. Oh, I bet. He can't do anything under that. Play it, Cappy. Right. Play it. Mm. Let me hear what he says. Uh, Just let's hit see. play, I think. Yeah, let me, no, no, I didn't realize that. You got to hit the speaker, too, though. Hey, Scotty Shep here. Uh, no, that's not it. That's the wrong one. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Tried to play that's not Walton him. One. Nope, here we yeah. go. Let's hear Bill Walton. Hold on. Your friend Bill Walton calling. I'm just calling to say All right, well, there you go. I just cut him right Why'd you cut it off? I mean, it's privacy. We oh, okay. get it, Cappy. Okay. We get it. Mm-hmm. I thought he'd be telling some crazy so, long story. Wait, who was who had the oldest voice voicemail? Mine, this one is right here. Bill Walton, February 7th, 2012. What do you got? Wow. Yeah, no, yeah, 2017. Mine's, mine's 2015, yeah. So you win, Cap. You win, Cap. By a long shot. <laughs> and Don't mine, I feel cool? Mine is from that ex, that weird ex, that because I'm like telling you receipts. How to, how to save them. I got a John Ireland voicemail here from 2020. I won't play that, though, because I don't Come know what, it's, what it says. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. no. He, we already give him enough grief, man. I, you know what? As a matter of fact, I'm going to start a new leaf. Only positivity for Mason in Ireland from here George, on. George, George, listen to this one. You ready? How long is that going to last? Yeah, how wow. Long? Did you say that on the air? Yeah, I did. I usually <laughs> say it on, the, I, on your ear. But I, I, came out. I, I am going... Only positivity for Mason in Ireland from here on out, with the occasional ribbing. How about that? There you that? go. <laughs> yeah, it's like perate. Let's be real. But I would say, I'll like, say this. Save it here's, what, here's, here's my new leaf for Mason in Ireland. Only we can make fun of them. Okay, that because, makes more sense. Because they're our Mason in Ireland. You guys are not allowed to do anything but love them. And if you don't love them, you, know you can you go do. to hell too. Go to hell is right. Because I love yeah. Lindsay's like, okay, I can't even do the voice, girl. You got to do it. They're wacky yeah. radio stunts. Well, but we we can do that. Yeah. But yeah. but but the outsiders, no, you're not allowed. 
How about that? You know, when I was on Ask Slee today for Ask Oh, I heard about that. How about this? Can we break and you can tell us that on the other side? Yes, yes, yes. And I have found some other ridiculous emails or voicemails. I don't know why I've got these. And also, there was other football stuff we didn't get to about the Rams and the Chargers. We just did the Raiders. So let's do that. Um, Dealer's Choice, Lindsay's Thing. It is a banger. I forgot about this song. Do you remember this song? Not Lindsay? one bit. To me, this is new music. Yeah, I mean, you definitely. That's why I went straight to Lindsay. Brand new. Lindsay, yes? No? Ah, this is my jam right here. Oh, okay. Laura? Laura? Yep, I remember seeing it. this on TRL. Like, this was, like, at the top of TRL charts for, like, a minute. Mm, interesting. I mean, it was there, and it, it is a jam, but... I know. mean, I, I'll give him credit, man. Like, that's a lot of... Um, you know, not a lot of guys or girls jump from those uh, kitty bands and at least have any semblance of success after the fact. That's true. You this know? video, they were at the carnival dancing around. Oh, it was great. Great video. He could still dance, too, all these years later. There you go. Good for him. Um, all right. So, Lindsay, you had a story before we get to the uh, – I want to get to the sports thing, the uh, the Rams conversation and the Chargers conversation before we get out of here. Uh, since we didn't have time to finish it when we were talking about Devontae Adams and the Raiders. But what did you have? What was your thing? I don't even remember what I was going to say. That was a cappy we move. We were you pulled a cappy talk. right there. We yes. were having really interesting girl talk during the break, so I apologize. Uh, I'll take the, the L for that. Well, mm. Rebecca came in and we were talking about our Mandy's dresses. Yeah, we so. are. See? Girl talk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> See, I'm still fixated on all my voicemails. I don't know why I carry around so many voicemails. Here's one, George. Remember uh, our old friend Hank Goldberg from ESPN? Hammer and Hank? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He died and I kept his voicemail. And here's right. one that's one of my all time favorite voicemails Aaron Andrews. This is where she rips me a no, new one. No, definitely don't play that one. Aaron Andrews just calls me and leaves me this nasty voicemail, rips me a new one. Yeah, don't play that Freaking one. Freaking awesome. Please don't. Got a lot from my ex wife in here. I don't know what I'm holding on to these for. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know either. That, that doesn't sound healthy. No. But in the interim. Yeah. Um, Lindsay, I'm disappointed. Whatever it was you said was good. Sounded like it was really going to yeah, be Kepi, fun, Lindsay. Yeah, Kepi, try and jog my memory here. It what? was about Ask Slee. Oh, Ask Slee. Yeah. Oh, right. yes. Good How'd Laura? that go? Good you, job, guys. Laura. Good job, Laura. Thank you. One of us here has it together. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it went It went well. I mean, it's Ask Slee. It's not an award-winning what? segment by any means. Ooh. So, wow. you know, I thought, I thought oh. that some of the questions were a little... You know, they could have stepped well, their game up, but hey, whatever. Okay. You're so, saying the audience did yes. not provide good questions. Yeah, it's like the same. I told them it's like the same 10 people. And Travis said, well, now I think we actually have 12 people submitting <laughs> questions this year. No, so. but I, I get it. Because when I did, I did it like, people. I don't know, wherever I did it, I feel like, you know, I, I thought it was cool. Like, it's it's a, they get to know you. They want to get to know you. So, so I, yeah, they asked that. me good questions, yeah, I thought. it wasn't bad. Um, and but now I also talk a lot, so that means there Same. wasn't as many questions. So well, the <laughs> thing I was yeah. gonna say was that when we were coming back from like Morales was promoting it since the open of the show, like props to Morales because you know Morales like loves him some Lindsay baseball as he should because you know mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. I'm good for Travis and Slee, right? So he he kept using my wacky radio stunt of the year voice, whatever thing, and like they never even mentioned it once. Well, they don't get it because they don't listen to the show. Right, and so I figured that maybe they would ask me about it, like, what's that all about? But no, they didn't. They just went right on with all their shows, did their little... You know, a little, uh, what's my in and out order and, and what, and Travis. I was disappointed by that hold up. Well, 
I, mean, I just said I don't have Hold I don't Hold frequent it Hold enough up. to have like an actual Honestly, order. I, you know, I haven't been to In-N-Out since I lived in Pasadena. Pero That's how long it's been. Then, right? Like you years. have your order. You know what No, you got. not really. Just like a double-double is fine yeah, or whatever. But, that, but you know, like, hey, I'm going to get a double-double, whatever, whatever. Animal style. I well, mean, Kepi, you want it all. We know. The thing is, when I first moved here, I was a vegetarian. So um, I didn't even eat meat, burgers, whatever. So I had no reason to go to In-N-Out. I had fries and a milkshake there. But I was just like, yeah, you know, it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah, the fries are in. When you said that you're good for Travis and Sliwa, what do you mean by that? Like I mean, good for their, good for them. Like good yeah, for the good ratings. For the good for, good for the right, show. So By the way, Lindsay, you were just asking what Kevin loves doing. Just hit another three uh, to get Miami within three with nine minutes to go in the third. I'm rooting for Kevin Love, rooting him to get another ring. So Cappy, you're you're getting, we're getting closer. I'm just. Need, I, I know you want to go to Miami against yep. the Lakers in the finals. So That's right. And let's see what's the the NBA finals are already set. Like dates June first. June first. What what day of the week June is that? 1st. You got that? Anybody it's a know? Thursday. Yeah. A Thursday. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. We'll go to Miami on a Wednesday. We'll do the show on Thursday. We'll do the show on Friday. We'll <laughs> Wait, but Saturday. the Lakers and Heat have to win this series first still. And it just occurred to me. You ready for this? If the Lakers yeah. and Heat do win, the Lakers yeah. would host games one and two. No, no they actually wouldn't. they wouldn't because they lost one it's more game. It's by regular season did. record. Yep. Oh, yeah. really? Yep. Not by the yep. not by uh, the seeding, huh? Yep, and they lost yeah. one more game than them. Oh, that's a yeah, shame. Yeah, it's the regular season record. Because they were an eight seed. Correct. That's too bad. Um, that's so something anyhow, an NBA outsider would not know, Cappy. That's right. How about that? Cappy, real quick, So because I teased it and I don't want to not uh, have it ready. Um, the Rams and the Chargers, real quick. Chargers reportedly won't use Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson as the quote-unquote blueprint for a Justin Herbert deal. As much as you are the proud, caring member of the Charger Hater Club, that's right. how do you interpret that? I interpret it the way I interpret everything with the Chargers. They're too damn cheap. They're too, they're, they're, listen, the, the Chargers ownership was sitting there watching this Jalen Hurts deal go down, and then they watch this Lamar Jackson deal go down, and they're like, oh, no. Oh, no. We got to pay him huge bucks. We got to pay Justin Herbert more than they just paid uh, Lamar Jackson, who's been an MVP. Uh, we got to pay Justin Herbert more than Jalen Hurts, who just led his team to the Super Bowl. And we're going to have to pay our quarterback more. And then you know what that's going to do to us? That's going to hamstring us everywhere else. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. That And the Bengals are going through the same thing. They've been notoriously cheap as well. By the way, the Heat have tied the game. A Kevin Love outlet pass. Um, one of those crazy long passes. So, What's funny about it, you saying that the, the uh, Bengals are traditionally considered to be a cheap team? I've always thought the same thing, you know? And uh, one of my buddies was a coach on the staff there in Cincinnati. And he told me that at Christmas time, the entire coaching staff received $10,000 bonuses. Cash. $10,000 bonuses. And yeah. I said, well, geez, man, you've worked for like five different teams in the NFL. Does everybody do that? And he goes, it's the only place I've ever worked where they gave us a Christmas bonus of cash. That's cool. How about that? I would have never have known that, the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals. Notoriously cheap, right? Um, and then the, the Rams... There's uh, a lot of chatter because they have the ninth toughest schedule in the league, which is crazy because they were not great last year, but that's just how it worked out based on who they're playing this year in the divisions. Um, but, you know, I'm still bullish on them. I think they're going to finish at above 500 this year. They do have um, outside of the you know the teams that they play in the NFC West, they've got teams from the NFC North. They've got, I'm looking at Dallas, Green Bay, yeah. Yeah. Pittsburgh, Cleveland. It's not Baltimore. an easy schedule. Mm-hmm. Not an easy schedule. So we can tackle that more once the um, 
the uh, basketball season's over. We'll dive more into football. Right, George, for sure. I'm too locked into basketball right now. I'm not even into baseball right now. All right, we got to go, bro. We got LAFC. Shut up. <laughs> Great job, Cappy. Great job, Lindsay and Laura. LAFC is next.